it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Coming up later, Clark Stinks, where you get to hear where people feel I did not deliver to you on this show with bad guidance, bad advice, bad information, or an opinion they disagree with. Hope you'll tune in. I think Clark Stinks is really important for me to learn more about myself and how I can best be of service to you. Uh, Speaking of being service to you, Clark.com, that's what we do every day with new guides for you, how to make various financial decisions in your life. Clark Deals is our bargain site that as we lead into Black Friday week, I want you to know that we are up to the minute with the latest, greatest deals for you. Speaking of holiday season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, a lot of people fly only during holiday periods towards the end of the year. That may be the only trip they take by air all year long. And the airlines have become more and more difficult to deal with with carry-on bags. The reason is, is airlines gouge you on checking a bag. People are much more likely to bring a carry-on. During holiday periods, people seem to bring everything plus the kitchen sink. And so pretty quickly when you're boarding, the airlines will run out of space for your carry-on. And then the dreaded gate check occurs. Some people actually like the gate check. They're just doing it as a way to avoid paying the fee where they run out of room for the carry-ons and they seize it from you before you go down the jetway. They put a bag tag on it and then they say you'll get it at the carousel where you're going. Well, we'll see if you get it where you're going because bags get misdirected. They go missing. And... So what happens? Well, think about it. If you put everything in your carry-on, once it becomes a check bag, airlines don't cover anything of value. They don't cover any electronics. They don't cover jewelry. They don't cover any types of currency of any kind. And so you are vulnerable to having things disappear and you get no compensation. So if you are somebody who carries on, Remember to have a personal item that will fit under the seat in front of you that will not be seized at the jetway, that your prescription meds go in, that your jewelry goes in, electronics go in there, and anything that you consider to be very valuable or sentimental goes in your personal item that can fit under the seat in front of you. So that if your bag is seized at the jetway, and you're hit with a dreaded gate check tag, that you only have to worry, are you going to have any clothes when you get to your destination, and not is your stuff going to go missing, that airlines will not take responsibility for because they know that if there's a dishonest person anywhere in the system, that's specifically what they're going after, is jewelry, electronics, anything of value, So never leave it there for them to be tempted by. Aaron is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Aaron. Hey, Clark. How are you? Thanks for having me. Certainly, Aaron. What's going on? 
I have a question. So I, I recently started to to fix a lot of my finances uh, issues that I've been having uh, in the past years. Uh, I've been catching up with my or improving my credit score in the past uh, year and a half drastically. Congratulations. So yeah, yeah. So I've been increasing my credit score from about 500 to above 700. So paying my, my debt and all that. Wait, you did so, that in two years? You went up 200 points in two years? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't that feel fantastic? Oh, yeah. It's awesome feeling. An awesome feeling for sure. Wow. So, so now the next step uh, is for me is to work on my retirement. So I've been the past 20 years between a bad advice, a fear of the market, and of course, a lack of, of discipline on my end. I've been putting all my, my retirement money in, in a cash reserve account on Fidelity, simple IRA account. So I want now I just turned 40 recently. So I want to see if I can improve for the next 25 plus years to see if I can catch up for the past 20 years that hey, uh, I, I should have done a better job. No, wait, wait, wait. Okay, first of all, please don't pick on yourself because what you told me is you've been saving in a, uh, you said a simple IRA? Yeah, it's a simple IRA. Yeah, you've been you've been putting the, money in. It's just correct. the choices you've made of saving instead of investing in it. You feel like maybe you should have done the other, but you're you've been putting the money in, so that's not that's not something you should be beating yourself up about. Okay, that's good. So <laughs> good going forward, just hit the simple button, okay? Mm-hmm. You you said your your accounts at Fidelity. Fidelity yeah. has two types of target retirement funds. Okay. They have one that's the Fidelity Inde- Target Index Fund, and then they have one that's the regular target fund, and I don't remember the exact technical name of them, but the big thing you want is the index target fund. And so okay. for you should be looking like at the index target 2045 and put okay. all the money in that into it. All right. And then what Fidelity will do, you won't have to try to figure out whether you should be in this fund or that fund or what mix or anything. Fidelity will use uh, mathematical formulas to figure out what the right mix is based on each five-year cycle away from retirement. Got it. Okay. And so all, you're, all you have to do is you just have to put money into the fund. And it sounds like you've already been doing that. It's just sitting in cash. And, yep. you know, you could you could do this tomorrow, and mm-hmm. we could go into a rough time with the stock market, you know, in, in the next year or two. I mean, it's inevitable. It just is a normal cycle. But if you yep. continue to contribute to the simple, that's known as dollar cost averaging. And whatever rough ride the market has at any time in the next uh, five years, whatever, is irrelevant for you with 25 years in front of you. The important thing is to keep putting money in on a regular basis and just let it ride with the market over time. Okay. Sounds good. And again, congratulations on that enormous turnaround with your credit score. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's so valuable to other people who feel like their credit scores in the toilet, and it's always going to stay there. And mm-hmm. that's not true. I mean, you showed just from your own life that making some changes changed it completely. 
Yeah, definitely. It required a lot of a lot of discipline, and but yeah, I mean, it, it it's paid off for sure. That's so good, and best to you in your future. Ray is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Ray. Hello, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you, Ray. So you got a buying question for me? Yes, I'm going to um, buy a Chromebook um, on sale this Thanksgiving, and I researched as much as I can about what you said regarding using it as a financial laptop. Um, my question is, um, what ways do I have to access the internet? And also how do I do a, like the two-step verification with, with the banking institutions when they send you a code via email or text? Sure. So we've had um, a number of people that are savvy in this area have recommended for the last couple of years something that I should have thought of way before that, and that is you set up a free Google voice number that is the number you use to verify your uh, two-factor authentication with any organization. And that way, even if a criminal steals your cell phone service, which is a fast-growing crime because people are using that as a way to defeat two-factor authentication, get at your money, with a Google Voice number, they're not going to be successful with that if you've given that as the number because they're not going right. to see the results of that. Right, okay. Um, yes. with, the, um, with the Chromebooks, the Chromebooks this um, Thanksgiving are going to start at about $79. Right. And we're going to see a number of really nicely featured ones at $100. Right. So um, accessing the Internet, I would be dependent on Wi-Fi only. So um, why, your home Wi-Fi or an office Wi-Fi? Not public Wi-Fi. Not public Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's fine. Public Wi-Fi is okay? No, no, I... non-public Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay. But what if I use public Wi-Fi and I use um, I save the link to the inst financial institution and it's all um, HTTP? Is that in green? Is that not good? Being encrypted? So I would not risk that. Okay. Because you never know if somebody has what they, I think it's called a sniffer, mm -hmm. which is the technology the hackers use. I, I would not rely just on being encrypted properly. And instead, okay. does your cell phone service come with unlimited hotspot? Well, do you see, that's, I, I use, um, a flip phone by choice. I don't like oh. smartphones, but I might, that's a $30 phone that I use. Um, I can get email on it, but um, maybe I'll have to upgrade to a, um, a smartphone to do that. Two well, in your life, that may feel like a downgrade. <laughs> right. But, so, you know, a lot of the prepaid services offer unlimited data at pretty reasonable prices per month with the unlimited hotspot. And mm -hmm. how many people live in your household? Two. So with two of you, if you did a two-person plan, you could have the potential to disconnect your current home internet that you're paying for mm -hmm. and rely okay. on the unlimited hotspot that would come with your phone. One last question. I normally don't use my phone to do the two-factor identification because I know SIM cards can be spoofed. So I use email only, but with the Chromebook as a financial laptop, 
am I able to do receive the emails for that? Or oh yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, so let's say you set up a um, a Proton Mail account. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard me mention Proton Mail? I got one. Yeah. Yeah. So use your Proton Mail as your two factor authentication. Okay. What about receiving all your notifications from the financial institutions you're checking on? So uh, notices of like a deposit's been made or this is your balance or whatever? Exactly. I get a notification anytime I do something, I get an email notification. And I didn't know whether to set that up on a different computer to receive those emails or to access them on the the Chromebook. I think that is best not done on the Chromebook for financial purposes. Okay. Now, if you're going to use the Chromebook for financial purposes only, you don't want to do email, you don't want to go web surfing, you don't want to do anything but financial, you know, brokerage, banking, bill pay is pretty much all you do on the Chromebook if it's for financial purposes only. And with Chromebooks being so cheap, you can really segregate out that part of your life. And another computer in your life is the one where you do email, web surfing, social media, shopping, whatever else. Bradley's with us on the Clark Howard Show. And Bradley, you have a teenager you're really proud of. Tell me. Well, yes, Clark. First off, thank you so much for talking to me. It's great. I listen to you whenever I can. Well, thank Um, you. My son is a 4.9 GPA student coming out of high school, uh, got to skip his freshman year of college, and was awarded a uh, full-ride academic scholarship to Stetson University in Deland, Florida. Um, Upon completion there, he'll be going to the University of Florida to study veterinary medicine. Wait, wait, wait. Your son is a complete brainiac. Because getting into veterinary medicine school is pretty much impossible. Yeah, he's uh, he's impressed some of the admission people already, even though he's still working on his undergrad in biology. So if you met him, he's about as down to earth as you could ever ask, uh, not pretentious or uh, speak down to you in any way, a very down to earth, um, church going young man. And yeah, you're right. We're very proud of him. Well, good. Well, how can I be of help with him? Because it sounds like he's got it so together. Well, he's doing all right, I must admit. But this is the question. We uh, we are not a wealthy family by any long shot uh, imagination. And he has been trained throughout his young life or raised to save money, uh, if at all possible. So using his allowance money and birthday checks and Christmas money and that type of thing that he's received over his lifetime, he's managed to save uh, real close to Uh, $10,000. He's invested in CDs in the past through our local credit union. Um, Some were one year, two year, four year, et cetera. Well, they have all matured and now he has turned 18 and he's asking me for financial advice as to what would be the best uh, instrument for him to grow his savings. All right, so I got a question for you. Sure. How much during the course of a school year or during the summer is he working and getting a paycheck? Well, uh, as yet, nothing. Um, Okay. If he works this summer, he'll probably work part-time, but nothing is in stone yet. All right, well, that answers the question. So he can't do a Roth IRA because he has to have earned income, which is normally why they have him put money. Is he going to have to use some of this money for vet school? No. 
he has scholarships lined up. Wow. All right. So what he should do is put this money into a straight out index fund, a total stock market index fund, where the money would be there, hopefully growing for him over the years. The tax treatment is very favorable on an index fund, and that will become a nice nest egg for him after he finishes undergraduate, goes through veterinary medicine school, and gives him some money for whatever the next phase of his life is, or he just leaves it to continue to grow in a total stock market index fund. If that's a term you're not familiar with, go to my investment guide at Clark.com. Fidelity Investments makes that free. No commission, no ongoing expenses. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. See, for me, I do this because I want to serve you. And it's really important that you get advice and information from me that rings true with you and works in your life. And so I need to know from you when I don't pull that off, when I do fail to serve you. And so that's why for, I guess, at least 15 years now, we've had Clark Stinks. If you go to Clark.com slash Clark Stinks, you can post where you feel let down by me or you're angry at me or whatever it is, or you feel I need to think about something a different way. And others can see what you posted. They can comment, agree, disagree with you. And then weekly, producer Krista goes through your posts and shares the ones that she thinks are really valuable for everyone to hear. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. I have listened to you from the beginning, Clark. I've benefited from your expertise. I read your books, told my kids to read and listen. But today, you said something that almost made me run off the road. Did you really say that toxic manufacturing plants don't belong in heavily congested areas where so many people and children are at risk and that these toxic plants should instead be in rural areas where they create less risk? I live in a rural area. Our children and all people are no less important or valued than the city kids. Plus, did you ever think that toxins in the air in rural areas are also near agriculture, food and water sources for the entire population? Don't disrespect people who grow up and live and produce in the countryside. Why not just say that toxic plants should not emit toxins and should develop technology that doesn't produce and emit them? CB. CB, thank you for that. And I don't know if you're the gentleman who came up to me recently making this point. And I did not mean to uh, be callous or careless in my remarks concerning a toxic chemical called EO that is principally used to sterilize medical devices and only more recently has been discovered by the EPA to be an extremely dangerous carcinogen that um, it, that not properly controlled in a sterilization facility can cause terrible health problems, even death. And so... 
the remarks I made are classic why economics is a dismal science or why statistics are, can sometimes seem so cold. So the idea of having an EO sterilization facility in a congested urban area is that in a leak, the number of people exposed is so great that the idea of being in a remote area is that in a leak, the number of people that would be within the number of square miles where the leak could be dangerous is really, really small by comparison. And that's why I said that. And it was not to be disrespectful to the unfortunate few that would be inside a zone when an EO leak occurs. As for the agriculture angle, that's why I'm wondering if you're the same person who came up to me. Um, I did not think about the agricultural angle or the groundwater supply angle. I don't really think Clark stinks, far from it. But in regards to Roku sticks, you went into great detail to remind us that the TV in question needs an HDMI input, etc. Great, I want one. Just one problem. My TV is not near an internet connection. I did not know that was required until I investigated online. Glad I did not run to the store. My point is, some of us are just not familiar with these new things, and you need to understand that and be a, and add a wee bit more info. Keep up the good work, John. John, thank you. So I'm gathering you have an internet connection in your home, but it's not close to where the TV is. I'm, I'm, I can only guess based on what you said. And so I want to tell you that for anyone who has an internet signal that gets weak at various points in your house, that the technology that first was introduced four years ago has now become this year extremely affordable, and that is wireless mesh. And wireless mesh systems are appearing in the market for as little as $80 that give you the identical internet signal everywhere in your residence so that you don't have to worry about areas of your home that would be dead spots. But I'm sorry, that is something I neglected to mention about the Amazon Fire Stick or the Roku device is that you do need to have an internet connection in your home. Clark talked about later start times for high schools, but as a teacher, I have a different perspective. I teach at a school that starts later, 8.30 a.m., and there is one aspect the research overlooks. Since school gets out so late, every day we have countless students who have to leave school early for athletic events, usually missing the last class or two of the day, or for doctors and orthodontist appointments. With an earlier start time, the loss of instructional time would be minimized. Stephen. Stephen, thank you for that perspective. And uh, the thing about the kids' circadian rhythms is teenagers, I think I stated that correctly, um, is a problem that I don't know of a better solution. But I was just thinking about my teenager and when he misses last class of the day, seems pretty often for doctor or dentist appointments. So that is something that, which is why schools rotate so often. They're on that rotating schedule where classes meet at a different time every day because kids' attention span may be different at different times a day. And it rotates which classes are missed for those medical appointments and dental appointments. Dear Clark, you mentioned the other day how dangerous using debit cards online was, especially around Christmas time. 
However, there's a secret to using a debit card online for those who don't like to use credit cards. I have a separate bank account for online purchases, and I only keep $100 in that account and then add money if I need to buy something more expensive. That way I'm not financially ruined if my card gets hacked. It might be a hassle to some, but I prefer debit cards. Love your show, Fletcher. Fletcher, okay, that's a great suggestion. And by the way, anybody who uses a debit card day-to-day running around town who really likes using a debit card is best served by having a separate checking account for their walking around money tied into that debit card. So if the debit card is compromised, pay at the pump is the most common place or wherever you're doing your daily activities, then your main money that you need for rent, mortgage, car payment, bills is not at risk because you tied in the debit card to an account just for walking around money. At least a couple of times recently, you've mentioned full commission brokerages tied to banks. You've thrown Merrill owned by Bank of America into that mix. I think you're being a bit misleading. I have an edge account that costs me nothing. It is not full commissioned. I'm self-directed, and for me, edge is a discount brokerage, and in fact, I pay no commissions at all. For my excess cash, I can buy from a list of high-interest money market funds. They may have a full commission arm, which may fit your rant, but I think it's disingenuous to throw them into the mix of bad players without qualification. Tom. Tom, thank you. And I have talked about Edge very rarely, and this is an opportunity for me to say that this is basically an omission, an error on my part, that Merrill Lynch, the full commission stockbrokerage arm of Bank of America, does not take on a fiduciary duty to you, charges very high fees, and I believe puts you at risk like bank brokerage arms do. Edge is an unusual product and that Edge is much more like a traditional online discount broker. It is designed for you to self-direct and the fees on Edge are reasonable. Clark, I love this show, but this was a stinky comment. A caller was wondering if he'll be getting his Social Security check 15 years from now. You told him he would be receiving it because by then Congress will have figured out a new tax on the young. As a 21-year-old college student living in a society with significantly higher costs of living, another new burdening tax is not something the younger generation needs. As someone who advocated to keep money in their wallet, I can't believe you when you wanted the government taking more money from our hard-earned paychecks. Love all the work you do, but please keep us young people in mind. Amber. Amber, thank you. So here's the thing, Amber. Your elders have messed up, and they're spending money we don't have. And we're running trillion-dollar federal budget deficits that the American people seem to be asleep about. So those trillion-dollar deficits are a huge problem for our nation going forward. And it is an unfair tax on younger Americans by older Americans, where older Americans are only looking after themselves and taking advantage of younger Americans. And it's a fact. The consequence of this is that your generation is going to be punished for the actions of older Americans. And it is, it's, uh, it's a reality. 
So to not acknowledge that on my part would really be wrong. So ultimately, the bills have to be paid. The older generation today doesn't want to pay them, and they're going to fall into your lap. Clark mentioned the other day that we should turn down our heat by 10 degrees when we're not home, and normally I would agree, but for those of us that have heat pumps, that would be a bad idea. Most heat pumps have emergency heating in addition to the heat pump for really cold days. And if the current inside temperature and selected temperature differ by more than two degrees, the emergency heat gets turned on, which uses a lot more electricity. So the most heat pump users should turn the temp down when being gone for the day is two degrees. Thanks, Patrick. Patrick, thank you for that. Um, My wife is really mad at me because I have our thermostat set for a very low temperature when we're away. And I happened to kill a lot of her plants. So I went to Ikea and bought some of their silk plants. And she didn't appreciate that. Oh, my goodness. Well, I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have done that. I'm not saying a word. Okay. Okay. And so I've received a couple. It's kind of funny of Clark Stinks asking... um, why I'm not as a producer on the podcast <laughs> in terms of the credits and stuff. And I just wanted to say that I don't deserve it because Kim and Joel are producing the podcast and I love being in here and I make sure I'm here for Clark Stinks, but I'm mostly focused on Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. So not to make it about me, but there were a couple more this week and I thought I'd just say that. Well, Joel and Kim work so hard. They do. Kim and Joel. Both that was chauvinist to say Joel and Kim. Kim and Joel, because you outrank him. You have more seniority than he does. So I appreciate so much what each of you do. They're the rock stars. Besides you. That's right. The listener's the rock star. That's what you're supposed to say. That is true. Well, I appreciate all your posts, and I mean it when I tell you it makes a difference. So take the time. And write when you feel there's more to a story than I have seen or told, because it helps all of us when you do so. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jackie joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jackie. How are you doing? Hi, Clark. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you, Jackie. I, I'd like to appreciate and let you know I appreciate the useful information that you share with us and with the listeners. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, my question for the day, I'm in the process of buying a television uh, for the holidays 
Uh, a 65 inch preferably. Um, I have a 48 and I want to upgrade to a 65. I have a Sony Bravo. I'd like to go to a Samsung or a Sony. Uh, what about an LG? Uh, have you looked I, I, at any of the LGs? The, the, I'm familiar with LG, but because I have like I, I work with a, a tablet for work, which is a Samsung, and my phone is a Samsung, also. Okay, you want to stay in the Samsung family because the yeah. Samsung TVs will be a little more pricey. Um, yeah. You're you're going to find that day in and day out, a uh, 65-inch Samsung is going to set you back oh, around $550. But, you know, we're in the time of year where there are going to be all kinds of deals. And I would use that as an absolute ceiling on what you'd pay for a 65-inch Samsung. No, but uh, for me, now I just don't want to buy the TV that they sell on Black Friday because I was told that most of these um, television, they don't have all the features like the HDMI, they might only have one or two ports. And, that uh, that well. used to be true. I wouldn't say that's true anymore. Like even the off-off brand TVs that they push on Black Friday now, many yeah. of them come with four HDMIs. I mean, they oh. they come pretty well equipped. That's not really something I would worry about anymore. So okay. I would watch the ads and remember. You can go, you see an ad for a Samsung, you said a Samsung or a Sony? Yes. Yeah, so you can look at the ads when you see a deal on a Samsung or a Sony. Um, just check out that individual model and make sure, you know, there's so many reviews posted on them. Make sure it's got all the features you want in it. And my experience with the, with the TVs now is they're all great. I have I have some off-brand TVs in my house. I can't even tell you what brands they are because I don't even remember. I just remember, oh, that's a that's a 65 and that's a 55 and that one over there is a 75. And so I, I'm not a brand-oriented guy, but even if you are, you're going to save a ton through the particularly Black Friday week. But you would go with you. You you highly recommend the uh, L- LG over the um, Samsung. And no, the no, no. It's just the LGs tend to be cheaper. cheaper. <laughs> you know, okay. everything okay. for me is okay. price. It's cheap. It's cheap. So <laughs> you can't you can't ask me a brand name question because I don't. I'm just not oriented that way. So I've got to answer the question where you want me to be, which is the Sony or Samsung. And just check out the features and on Clark Deals as well as other sites, we're going to post those deals every single day. You'll be able to find the best deals from us or someone else on buying that Sony or Samsung 65, which is an extremely popular screen size for this Christmas shopping season. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.